What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener of the show, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on YouTube at March4thPod. My website is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree with all of my stuff is in the podcast description for this episode. Y'all made it here, so you found me somehow. And I truly appreciate each and every one of you checking out another edition of a March 4th with Mike Baum and Podcast. Uh, some of you might be able to tell if you've listened to the show before uh, that my voice is a little, little bit different. It's a little, it's a little lower. Not, not quite a baritone, but uh, not quite the normal Midwest, you know, accent that I got. Um, it's not that pronounced. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm a little under the weather still. It's been a crazy couple of weeks, uh, an emotional couple of weeks, but also, um, uh, a lot of, you know, positivity in there too, uh, over the last couple of weeks. Um, and that person knows who they are and I thank them very much for their support. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been, uh, a roller coaster the last couple of weeks, you guys, um, my stepmom's dad passed away two weeks ago tomorrow as of recording the intro and close to this podcast and then my grandmother passed away the very next day on my mom's side uh it was monday august i think it was the 28th uh if i look at the calendar because my memory is lagging yeah so sunday september 27th my stepmom's dad passed away and then the very next day my grandma Ratty on my on my mom's side passed away Monday, August twenty eighth, um, in the afternoon. Uh, she was surrounded by family. My mom was there. My aunt was there. Um, my uncle was there. Uh, a couple of my cousins. So you know, death is never easy. My grandma had a great run. She was ninety four years old. She had ten grandkids. She had twelve great grandkids, and um, I got a picture of her with me right now that that I keep by me every time I, I record these men. I have a picture of my grandma and grandpa. It's one of my favorite, if not my favorite picture of them uh, that I have. And uh, I keep it with me. It just kind of gives me a sense of peace and, and I'm happy that they're reunited. Um, they're a big part of me. I got their blood in me, but more important uh, than that, I, ha I had their love in my life for a really long time. I uh, I actually got a chance to speak to my grandmother on the phone about two weeks before she passed away, you know, and it's kind of weird thinking about it now, you you know, when you talk to somebody, you don't, you know, you don't necessarily think, oh, is this going to be the last time I'm ever talking to this person? And I was kind of conscious of it. Um, I was kind of conscious of it when we were speaking, but um, she was kind of focused on just, you know, finishing her pie at, at the you know, the, the assisted living center that she was, she was living in. She had taken a long nap. I remember her telling me and she woke up late. So she was eating later than she normally did. And she had a, I think she had a nice hunk of pie and some ice cream in front of her. And she was just kind of talking about what the next move was and whatnot. And, uh, so it, 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 it made me sad to know that, you know, the, the last few days of her life, there, there was definitely pain 
um, you know, my mom and, and my aunt and my uncle, uh, and even my cousins who were there, you know, they, it, those last few days, they saw her in a, in a really difficult state. I, I was more fortunate the last time I saw her in person in early July. Um, she had just gone into the hospital. I think she fell. I, I think we kind of, kind of, you know, estimated with, with what happened, um, you know, and some of the stuff that was wrong with her back and the pain that she was having that she probably fell. Um, but it was, but it, but it was nice. You know, I got a chance to see her when I went home, um, about two months ago and, and, um, you know, talk to her about the good old days in Cleveland, Ohio, where she's from and has a lot of really good memories and talk to her about my grandfather. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's tough, man. You know, like my grandma and grandpa were opposites. My grandpa had dementia, um, and my grandma still had her mind. I mean, she was getting forgetful, right? She was 94, but she still had her mind for the most part <clears throat> and had pretty good memory recall on things. Um, and especially when I would talk to her about the old days and stuff. And, um, so I'm glad that I had those kind of as my last, my last moments with her in person. And, and we got a chance to speak on the phone and, um, but yeah, man, uh, they, they were a big part of my life. They, they moved back from Florida to Ohio when all their kids started having grandkids. They had retired down there and then came back up because they wanted to be a big part of all of our lives. And they were, uh, my, my grandpa made it to, uh, 84 and, you know, she lived another decade plus after his passing, um, you know, almost, almost 12 years to the day uh, after his passing. And, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, they were, there was no grandkid that was, that was more important than the other. Uh, they went to our games, they went to our plays, they were there for our graduations. They were there for my spelling bee. When I was 12 years old at Springfield high school, I still remember staring out at a, at a, at a mostly dark crowd and, and the spotlight was shining bright when I had to stand up and spell calculated and I got nervous and I said C-A-C instead of C-A-L-C-U-L-A-T-E-D calculated. I got nervous and messed it up. They were there for that. Um, so I feel really fortunate, man. I, I, I have numerous friends who lost their, their grandparents a lot younger than me and um, I'm really fortunate that they were a big part of my life and my cousin's lives. And, uh, so, so yeah, it was, uh, it was tough because my mom was also moving into her new house at the same time I was home, uh, for the funeral. Um, it was just a lot, man. And then like the night of the funeral, my, one of my cousins got the wheels stolen off their new SUV. A couple of days later, her sister, my other cousin got hit, um, on her way to pick up a friend from the airport when she was back home in North Carolina, like it was wild. It was a comedy of errors, but, uh, but by the grace of God and the love that we have for each other and family and close friends, um, and other people in my life who are really sweet and awesome, um, who had a lot of kind words for me that really helped get me through the week. Like I, I got through the week and then this, this past week, um, uh, I got sick and and had a sinus infection and then I started to get a sore throat <clears throat> and then yesterday I worked from home and was just drinking tea and drinking a lot of water and so today I still kind of have this late night jazz radio talk show voice um but I don't have a sore throat anymore so 
Suffice to say, I'm here, and um, I know the episode, the first episode of, of September is coming out a week later than it normally would, but it's just because it's just been a lot, man, over the last couple of weeks, and and I'm not one to put a ton on social media about my personal life, you know, my my Instagram is, is for my podcast, and I try to really keep it about that, um, and occasionally I share things about the people in, in my life and what's going on, but... Um, you know, it, it, uh, you know, if there's a silver lining, it was just, it was a good time to, 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 you know, get a chance to see some family I hadn't seen in a minute, get a chance to help my mom out with some of the stuff in her new house. I'm not the handiest dude in the world, but I helped her set up her, her sprinkler system, um, and, and, uh, help move some stuff, you know, cause your boy's not, you know, I'm not built like a tank, but, uh, for 35, I'm in, I'm in pretty decent shape. I'm decent. I'm decent. I'm all right. You know? Um, so yeah, man. And my dad being home at the same time with, with my stepmom's father passing, got a chance to see him, got a chance to see my sister, my brother, Brandon, got a chance to see my brother, Greg. Um, so yeah, man, cousins, it, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad. And then this past week, just getting back into the flow of things here in Tennessee and being a little under the weather. It is what it is, man. There's a lot of people who got a lot worse than me. So don't feel sorry for me, but I'm just, you know, keeping you guys up to speed or getting you up to speed rather on, on what it's been like over the, the last two weeks for your boy. But, um, but I feel very fortunate and very blessed to have the people in my life that I have right now. And I really feel like there's brighter days ahead. And uh, if there's any consolation, it's that my my grandma's reunited with my grandpa. And um, I felt like that was a good tip of the cap from the universe that she was buried uh, 12 years to the day that he passed, which was September 1st. So it's kind of wild, man. It, it makes me believe in something. And um you know, it makes me believe that there's, there is a loving force in the universe and it, and it guides all of us. And, you know, even when we kind of stray from the path there, it's always there. Um, and we're all connected, you know, um, all over the world, all races, shapes, sizes, colors, occupations, and the, 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 the white noise of life gets in the way a lot, man. And, um, you know, really when I, when I go to bed at night, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of how lucky I am to be alive and how lucky I am to have the people in my circle that I do. And, um, and that circle is growing and, uh, um, I think there's brighter days ahead. So I'm, I'm glad my grandma isn't suffering anymore. And, uh, to anybody out there who might be suffering, man, just know that it gets better, know that it gets better, uh, know that you're loved, you're worthy, you're worth it. And there are brighter days ahead. And that's coming from somebody who, who struggles with, with anxiety and, you know, irrational thoughts and, you know, compulsions and all kinds of stuff, man. And through therapy, music, a good inner circle, exercise. Although this week I didn't because I was sick. Um, I digress. All those things really helped me, man. So just uh, just know that there are brighter days ahead and, and just, you know, wake up with with an attitude of gratitude. And and I promise you things, things will get better. Um, and speaking of an attitude of gratitude and a good inner circle. This week's guest uh, is a return guest to the pod. I've been fortunate to to have made good connections doing this over the last couple of years, and good friendships, and 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 you know, new friendships, new connections, new colleagues, and it always makes me feel good when I do the show. And there are people who were on it who want to come back. And this is a guy out of Canada that I have a ton of respect for. His birth name is Aaron, but his 
music name is crossed out. And uh, some of you listening to this, even if you're first-time listeners, maybe you are listening because you are a friend and or fan of Crossed Out. So thank you for hopping aboard that pirate ship. But yeah, Crossed Out's based out of Toronto right now. His girlfriend, Melodica, is also an amazing musical artist and a very kind person as well. She's got new music out. Go check it out. The links are in the description for the episode, but please stay tuned for the episode. But uh, but yeah, he's a good cat, man. We we connected uh, a little over two years ago when I was first kickstarting the pod and, and really really, you know, getting off and running with this bad boy. And uh, we connected through Instagram, like so many artists that I have on this show. And I really have a lot of respect for him. His music is very personal. And um, he's a guy that's not afraid to say what's on his mind. He's not afraid to stir the pot. And, uh, you know, and I think, you know, that's something that's cool about his music. And that's something that we talk about in this conversation too, about, you know, art saying something and, and challenging the status quo and over the last couple of years, it's been pretty crazy, right? With COVID and, you know, how that affected the entertainment industry. And as we talk about in this show too, you know, what it was like for him as an artist and the challenges that that presented itself. I think at the time he and I first linked up a couple of years ago, he and Melodica were in Montreal and, and now they're in Toronto and have been back in Toronto. Um, so we have a discussion where we talk about a lot of of that. We talk about the new music that he's put out. So far in 2023, if you count uh, the sped up version of this, the new ish, there's five new singles that that Aaron's dropped. I think just since May, uh, this the new ish with Jay Bird, Blood on Your Hands, which came out on June 9th with Roma Johnson, Die Tonight came out on July 28th with Sideshow, and the instrumental It's Okay, I'll Be All Right dropped at that same time. And like I said, this the new ish was May and then a couple of weeks later in May, I think it was May 26, the 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 sped up version of that came out. So in total, counting the sped up version, yeah, five five new ones so far in 2023. And in 2022, he did the five year remaster of Life of the Party, Three Cheers Bottle Boy featuring Polychuck and Jay Bird, and Anesthesia featuring on Q, uh who I who uh I know all of those are 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 folks uh that that you know Aaron has has loved working with and and respects in, in music as well. So he's he's been a busy guy, you know, and um it's been cool to connect with him and see him on his journey, see him work on his craft. Same thing with Melodica and the journey hasn't been easy. And and we talk about that. But uh I'm really excited for him. He's got a forthcoming LP coming out. So stay tuned for that. It's called I Had a Dream, I Didn't Have Eyes. But uh, yeah, we, we go a lot of places in this conversation. And um, it was just cool to reconnect with him and talk about everything that he's working on and all the irons he's got in the fire. So without further ado, I'm going to show my big yapper. I might even take a few ibuprofen for my voice. And I'm going to give you guys my conversation with Crossed Out. Here it is. <laughs> go crossed out it's great to have you back on the show man it's it's wild that it's been uh like two years i think since we initially connected but i'm digging the new material and i'm I'm glad that you reached out and and uh i wanted to get you back on anyway truthfully with the new record coming out man so 
it's perfect timing with with the show and with what you've got going on. So thank you so much for joining me again, brother. I appreciate it. And thanks for having me. I, I definitely appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Well, let's just start with the new singles. And and since since I'm in the corporate world, I'm going to refer to to the one you dropped in May as this this the new ish. Just because I still have I have a job in corporate healthcare, but uh, everybody else knows what I'm talking about. But uh, that one and, and blood on your hands, man, I thought it was really cool. The music videos, it was like a short film, basically. And the first one, you're 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 getting your butt whooped, and then the second one, you get your retribution. But uh, just talk to me and, and the people about the vibe on 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 the new material. I mean, you've always blended genres as far as like punk and rock, and even some like metal and some almost some like. I don't want to say like hardcore vocals, but I mean, like the energy is hardcore as far as far as being hype and stuff. But, uh, you know, just talk about what it was like with working with Jay Bird and, and Roma Johnson. And uh, and I know Cross Stitch, did he did he produce um, or mix? Uh, was it Blood on Your Hands? He mixed that one. Yeah, he's been he's been mixing uh, it, all of the stuff. Uh, I've been working with a couple of different producers. So Jay Bird was uh, this this the new shit. Can I swear? Yes, you can totally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, this the new shit. That was uh, Jay Bird, and then uh, Roma Johnson. Yeah, that was Blood on Your Hands. But um, and then there's a couple of other singles that Cross Stitch has uh, has produced um, that are not quite out yet. But uh, yeah, those those ones are um, just super different. I thought it would be really cool to kind of come in and. Um, you know, I always try to reinvent my my sound when uh when I'm doing something, and do do something different each and every time, and uh, and that's exactly what this was. It was sort of just like, all right, here we go again. Let's let's do it all again. Let me reintroduce myself to you, and um and I think like I've said this before on podcasts, but like my favorite records are the ones that like um have been almost like are the records that people weren't expecting the the sound to be where it's like Yeezus, like no one was expecting uh, Kanye to kind of take that route sonically. And it was just brash and abrupt and same with like Under Oath when they came in with Define the Great Line. It was brash and abrupt and like they were supposed to be Fall Out Boy uh, part like two really like second Fall Out Boy was what their label wanted them to be. And, and, and it's just an, an act of defiance. And so these singles were sort of uh, almost an act of defiance of like what you thought my sound was. Yeah, and and um, for the I, I believe it was for the latest one, died tonight uh, with sideshow. One of the kind of promo posts that you did on your Instagram uh, was it is it was it Franz Kafka? Am I saying that right? It's only because of their stupidity that they're able to be so sure of themselves. It was kind of like in and that song is like very it's guitar driven, but it's also super angry. It's kind of it's it seems like a real middle finger to the establishment type of deal. And and then at the end of it, is it was that Lewis Black at the end of it, like the outro of the song? Was that who that yeah. was talking yeah. about? People yeah. would just, you know, what you're going to listen to somebody just because they got a sport coat on, basically. Yeah. Why? Because you're wearing a tie. Yeah. Um, I'm a big podcast guy and um, Mark Norman and uh, Sam Morell have like one of the best podcasts and they had uh, we had already actually recorded that song and it, it was basically done. Uh, but I was just, that that was there was one week that that episode dropped and I was like, that is the perfect ending 
to the song like that 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 is like what we're trying to portray on uh, on that song yeah it's a very politically charged song i was gonna say the last time you and i talked i mean we were in the throes of covid in 2021 and i remember you saying how and i i can't remember I think you and Melodica might have been in, in Montreal at the time or you had just moved. It was something like that about two years ago. Um, but I, I remember you telling me like things were basically on like super lockdown up there, you know, and obviously being a musician and being a creative that that I mean, it, it messed up a lot of people's lives. And I think, you know, looking back, I'm sure there's a lot of changes that the powers that be or at least you'd like to think maybe maybe would have made knowing what we know now um but but did it does that song have to do with that or is it kind of more is it is it more um you know more of a broader scope than just covid um i mean to be honest this whole record was sort of written with um a large bulk of it was written in sort of the series of a couple of months and uh it was still at the very like height of of covid there was still a lot of like um a lot of talk of it and a lot of animosity around it as well and uh at a certain point i was just very tired of uh of the co- of covid like being locked in the house and the authorities telling you what you can and cannot do and um it was very like it, I was at a very dark place when I started writing this record, and that that was, this was the first actually "Die Tonight" was the first song that um, I had started working on for this whole album, and it kind of just helped guide everything of like where we were gonna go, and um, yeah, I just really felt like there is just so much bullshit going on right now, and then uh, like. Let's get to piss the whip in some of these clowns in Parliament Hill. Like that was that. Yeah, that was one of the lines, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah, man, like I looking back, I think there was things I was probably wrong about with COVID. Like, I mean, at the time, um, my ex, you know, uh, with with her situation with her parents, like I, I was trying to be really safe, you know what I mean? And, and be safe with the people around me and stuff. But now that I look back on certain things, um yeah, I, I, you know, when you think about people who lost their jobs, when you think about the entertainment industry and, how, you know, there's venues that closed that'll never reopen. There's a lot of small businesses that were affected, um, you know, and when I look back, like, you know, there was a time where I was kind of like, man, I, you know, maybe if, if more people got vaccinated, this thing wouldn't have, wouldn't have spread so much, but, but now it's like, we don't really know, you know what I mean? So um, but the fact that there were so many people who lost their jobs and had their livelihoods affected, that's the part that disappoints me the most. Because I'm never pro anybody, you know, being out of work and, and not being able to provide, not being able to eat. You know what I mean? And then, like you said, the whole thing, it, it, I mean, it's it became super, then it became super political, you know, and it was like, you could kind of tell like, oh, this person's this, this person's that. And that's the thing that made me sad. And like my day job is in healthcare. So, I mean you know, there were, there were numbers that I was aware of just in terms of like how many people were in the hospital that had it, which was very real, but in terms of just how they went about 
all of us coexisting, I think, is where the powers that be, if you will, really screwed things up, you know, because people people shouldn't have lost their jobs. And I think there was a better way to protect the most vulnerable people while also still keeping everybody else kind of at work, you know what I mean, or fed, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's it's still a weird time. I feel like it's still a weird time post all that stuff, you know. Yeah, there is still a little bit bit of that in the air, and um, uh, I think an edginess around things. But I think there's there's more more people are willing to just and now more than ever kind of risk it and not not waste their time on certain on certain things. I mean, I I know me especially like I'm I'm just not I'm not for the bullshit anymore. Like you know, I had so much time taken away from me and. Um, and people telling me what to do or, or like how to live. And, and, um, yeah, I feel like it's sort of like there was like that gap. And then now you like have the choice to continue on with what you were doing or like let's flip the switch. And, and, and that's sort of what I think we've, we've been doing. All right. This, this gotta be different now. Yeah. I think, I think a positive thing that happened, man, was it, it my, myself included is it, it made a lot of people kind of hit the reset button. And I know for me in, in a weird way, that isolation was kind of, I think it definitely ramped up my anxiety. Um, it's, you know, I've said this before on other podcasts I've done with people, but it's like, there's a difference between like, oh, I enjoy my alone time versus like, oh, I can't go outside or I can't go here. You know what I mean? And, um, but, but the positive was it really kind of was a kick in the butt that I needed in a lot of ways to start doing this, this podcast again and connecting with people. I had kind of closed off this part of myself and it's weird. Cause this is like, you know, this, this is, you know, like my form of self-expression and, and being able to connect with people in a positive way as somebody who loves music and loves, you know, conversations with people, but I'm, I'm not myself a, a creator of music, at least none that I would share with anybody. Cause I stink I, on ice playing the guitar. Cause I, I, gosh, I haven't picked up the thing in months. I digress, but, uh, but yeah, man. So, um, it's weird, uh, but I think if there's a positive spin on, on that time period is I think it. um, it probably, probably, you know, helped people figure out what's really important to them, who's really important to them. And I would imagine as a creator, just with the, uh, for lack of a better way to say it, the, the piss and vinegar that's in these first three singles from you in 2023, it really, really got your gears going too. And, and that's the positive thing about anger, right? Which, I mean, you've explored that in your music before, and you've been vulnerable before in your music with, with emotions and um, you know, especially if people go back and listen to phone calls with ghosts, um, you know, so I'm to say all that, to, I, I think maybe that's one of the positives that came out of it, right? Is it, I, as a creator, it, it got some juices going for you or a flow going for you that brought out even, a, even a, another opportunity for you to change your sound up even more. Yeah, no, it, it definitely did. I, I think like, um, it's almost in the way of like writing, writing a book, like writing a novel. Uh, I'm trying to, for me at least, like I'm, I'm trying to tell a story or, or convey like certain thoughts and, and, and points and, and keep everything coherent into one concept. Um, or it's at least like different concepts all under, they all kind of can, are joined up. But, um, yeah, I really like, when I had started writing this, it was like, I was just 
man, it, it's crazy to think about now, but like, it was just like, I was just so, so angry. Like I I had anger before. I've always had anger before, but I like at this, but it was, it felt like a different kind of anger. I feel like it was just like, it was like a lost kind of anger. Like I just would like, the world is like in so much hurt and it's just, the world is ending. Like I still feel like the world is just dying. Like the thing. And, and that was sort of like what this whole thing was, was like, this is end of the world type music. Like that was that was what I was trying to get across. To hear you say that, yeah, it, it definitely puts in the perspective um of those three singles too. Cause yeah, like I said, I mean, for lack of a better way to say it, there's a lot of piss and vinegar in there. But but I, I think what's cool though, too, is even though each one of them it's very like in your face, they also musically are have different vibes. Like Die Tonight is very guitar driven. Uh, Blood on Your Hands has like that really heavy, almost distorted bass throughout the the whole song. Um, and then this new ish with Jay Bird is like at hook, just that main hook is kind of real bouncy. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's cool how even in the first three, it's kind of it's it's I feel like an extension of stuff you've done before where you're exploring these different genres within your music. But um, it's still you. And and there's like that thread of like, oh, this is like angry in your face but the musicality of each one of them is a little bit different. They kind of stand on their own. So that's, that's pretty cool, man. Thank you. Yeah. I, um, I try to at least, uh, I'm not trying to really go and, and do like some crazy different stuff, but like I said, I am trying to grow with, with each, with each song and each record. Yeah. And the, and the name of the, of the full length is going to be, I had a dream. I didn't have eyes which this might not like I and, and again if you don't want to elaborate on exactly what that means but it actually like I'm a big horror movie fan and it actually made me think of Event Horizon like at the end where he's like I don't know if you've ever seen that movie you know the one I'm talking about oh dude do you like horror movies yeah I've, I've become a fan yeah Event Horizon is gnarly man like I don't want to I don't want to give it too too much away but I'll just say this since you haven't seen it uh, when he says that line, it like makes your skin crawl. So, um, um, but it's basically just like, yeah, it's Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Um, oh gosh, who's the name of the one of the main actors from? Um, if it's Sam Neill, he he's been in Jurassic Park and oh, several. Yeah, that, other- yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but there's a line in the movie related to that. Now this is going to seem like totally random that I brought this up. <laughs> But when I when I read the name of your album, I was like, I wonder if it had anything to do with that because it's kind of like, uh, uh, without giving too much away in that movie because you haven't seen it, and definitely like DM me once you watch it. But there's a hellish element to that line in the movie, and I didn't know if this had anything because I was thinking like I had a dream I didn't have eyes. But um, do you care to elaborate on that at all, or do you want to leave that open to interpretation? I know that was like a weird rant that I just went on and made a connection with something you haven't even seen. <laughs> no, I, I can definitely elaborate. Um, yeah, it was it was one of those things where uh, at that point where I was where I was I, I explained like I was writing this album uh, and I was going through all of what I was going through. It was like there was there was that. But then also, I was genuinely having dreams of just like, I, I can't like, I, I just didn't, I didn't have eyes. And it was like, 
almost like in those dreams i don't have eyes and and i'm i'm looking for something but i i'm completely lost and that was almost the the catalyst to the because i had started writing but i didn't really know what i was going to call it and i'm like that's that is the name um because i think that encapsulates like everything um there's like a line that i have in in one of my future songs um like just talk talking about how like no one comes to save you no cape ropes or prayers make sure you're prepared uh and it's just like you if the world is ending you are on your own no one comes to save you so you have to find yourself or like you you have to save yourself you're responsible so um yeah and this one's getting like apocalyptic man <laughs> no but i'm i i'm excited to see it no it's it is um it, I don't know. Like, I, it is weird though when you look at around. Uh, uh, I, it, things have been. Um, and thanks for elaborating on that, man. Especially after I went on a weird rant about Event Horizon. <laughs> but the, the, yeah, the title, the title definitely reminded me of it, dude. It is, it's gnarly too. Like, I'm not trying to even like exercise the power of suggestion on you, but it's, it's one of my favorite kind of horror sci-fi movies. I digress, but, uh, but yeah, man, it is. I mean. Things the last three years have been so weird, like on a personal level for me, plus with with COVID, plus with the division, like just here in the States politically, it's just such a poop show, probably more than at any time in my life. Like sometimes I look around and I'm like, man, this isn't really a democracy. And I'm not even like, I mean, I'm not even like a political expert. So anybody with like real political knowledge is probably gonna be like, listen to this bloviating punk, but but it really is like we have this divisive two-party system where each one just kind of exists to like crap on the other one, you know, and it's it's just kind of like going back to like George Carlin humor where it's like you just have the illusion of choice and there's a big club and we're all not in it. And and I hate to be like doom and gloom because there's still a lot of I still have a lot of faith in humanity and there are like a lot of really good people left in the world. And I would love to believe as hippies as, as it sounds like love will, will always prevail. You know what I mean? And, and good over evil type stuff, but it has been such a crazy few years. And I don't know if it's just that we're more aware of stuff now, because everybody has a camera or, if, or if people are really this crazy, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. The, the camera on your cell phone has opened up like, the world for you to just be on stage all the time uh or like anyone else can just be like the the star of of a road rage or or something you know so you see it but i, I mean i'll definitely agree with you when I'm, I'm looking around and uh not seeing too much of like a democracy i didn't really think it was to begin with anyways but i mean now it's it's almost like they're not even hiding it where they're just like yeah like you straight up just lied about that and you know all this yeah no uh, uh, we we don't care about you and uh, you you can't say that or you go to jail when uh you know here in canada we we don't have the the, the first amendment so uh it's a freedom of speech yeah um, even though people say we do i don't know if they could educate me um anyone in canada could educate me on where we have this freedom of speech that'd be great because there's a lot of like hate speech laws and 
uh, and stuff. Like you'll get thrown into jail or or have like fines thrown your thrown your way. So um, for me, I think it's a lot more nefarious what's what's happening here in in Canada. Pretty crazy. Have you run into it personally as far as like your music or anything that you, like anything that you've put out there, like social media wise? Like, I mean, or, is, or have you been able to to kind of, you know, I guess, for lack of a better adjective, juke away from that type of stuff? Uh, to be honest, I mean, I do go out and I mean, you and I follow each other on 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 Instagram and stuff. So you'll probably you probably see a bunch of my stuff. I I say some inflammatory stuff sometimes. Uh, That's what I ask. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, you know, I, I poke the bear. But for me, I like I like to poke the bear. I like to stir the pot a little bit. Uh, that's the point of my music as well. Uh, and just me as a human, I think it's like, <sighs> there, there's a point to it all as well. There is a point. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've caught some, we've caught some, uh, some smoke from, uh, from people, um, that, that we thought were, were cool. And like, we really had the, I'm not like trying to dodge stuff. That being said, but I mean, just trying to be like more careful, I guess, with who I associate with. Um, yeah, it when something like that happens to you online, you're like, you feel like you're. It's a it's a rumor in high school, and like yeah. everyone in high school is in on the rumor, and there's not a fucking thing you can do about it. You're and it hurts. Yeah, I think I know the thing you're talking about. We don't, and we don't like have to no, go there. No. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I um. But yeah, it's, it's, um, I don't know. It's tough, man. Like you said, yeah. And social media things can like catch like that. And you always hope it's the thing that you, you know, like the good thing that you, you want to catch on or like, but yeah, man, it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's important, I think for all of us to like think before we speak. Um, but you're a smart dude. I don't, I don't feel like you say crazy stuff or anything. Number one. And number two, I don't think that you, you or at least in the conversations that like, that we've had or like the content that I've seen you post, um, you know, the conversation that we had before in the podcast, like, you don't strike me as somebody who's like, I'm just going to say like some crazy stuff just to say some crazy stuff. Like you said, I think it's just, um, it seems like you're, you know, when you listen to your music, you know, yeah, you've like, like anybody you've had, you know, you know, trauma in your past, things that you've gone through, you, you talk about that and you're vulnerable, but you're also somebody who's a skeptic and it's, and it's good to be, uh, a skeptic and i don't know if that's like a fellow pisces quality not to make everybody go oh my god this dude's gonna talk about astrology i'm not i'm not gonna start reading his palm or anything like Turn that through the white girl podcast now yeah but but um but it's it's important to question man like i went to school for for journalism um you know and to me that was always like the core of even though i did sports and music i didn't want to do the you know political stuff i didn't want to do the digging for the dirt stuff and you know end up in the in an alley somewhere with my legs broken because i called out some authority like you know what i mean like i there's there's that kind of journalism which is still really important because as we're seeing in our society there's a lot of people in power that do crazy terrible things and get away with it i digress but uh or allegedly do things and get away with it i digress but uh but yeah, I mean, it's important to be a skeptic. It's important to question things, um, and and freedom of freedom of speech is important. 
Um, so there's a certain level of being in, in incendiary, I think, that is necessary in life because as we've seen, if you let people, especially people who have power, if you just let them do whatever they want, it's like that old quote, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So somebody has to say something or do something about it, you know, and art is a big part of that. Yeah, artists have a responsibility to push the envelope, I I feel. Um, and, and, you know, people have more power than they actually think they do, you know, like, you you think that you're just a person, but you can you can spark a lot, man, just by like questioning things and, and you can try to try to change the way things are. It's not just like, you know, don't say that. Like, well, why can't I say these things? You know, like, let's have a discussion about it. Uh, you know, I think you as a human are sort of. Uh, you owe it to the world to try and, and leave it a better place than you, than you found it. 100%. 100%. I think if, I think it would be an interesting world, uh, like as a hypothetical, if, if we all had the, the freedom to be able to do whatever we thought our pr purpose was, which in a way we do, I guess, because it, a lot of it I've, I'm discovering, like even doing this podcast and stuff, like it comes down to just kind of courage, at least for me, like, you know, getting past my own self-limiting beliefs and fears of whatever success or whatever it is, you know, um, putting myself out there more. So, so maybe in a way we kind of, we kind of do have like the free will to to, to do what we want, so to speak. But I mean, like if everybody, I guess more pointedly, what I mean is like, if everybody got paid to do what they really loved to do, like what would the world look like versus kind of the way that it is right, right now? You know what I mean? Because we all got to eat. We all like, it doesn't matter if you're in Canada, the US, Africa, Russia, you know, Ireland, it's like, you know, most people go to work, they have jobs, they have, you know, and then there's some people who get, you know, they live out there, whatever their childhood dream is like one of my brothers, you know, he, he's loved planes since he was a little kid and he's a commercial airline pilot. He's one of the few people I know that's like the thing he wanted to do when he was a kid is what he's actually doing for a living. And it's awesome. But I just wonder like if, if, uh, if we had a world where everybody kind of felt like they were living their purpose you know would people be happier would they be kinder to each other would 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 uh would we see the kind of corruption that we see um you know with, with people that are holding the keys or have like the power that they have or like you said maybe even in some cases it's people aren't as powerful as they think they are like i don't know is is that make sense like i mean just kind of when you said that i just wonder like what would the world look like if everybody just got to wake up every day and live their purpose you know yeah and sometimes that uh that changes though as you get older you know like i mean how many kids want to be like a like a rock star you know but then they they True. they, they kind of figure out like hey you know realistically like i enjoy doing like i enjoy working with food so um you know maybe it's not going to be a rock star but i'm still going to like be in front of people making this food and then all eyes are going to be on me and the team that I'm with. We serve all of these people that, that came to the restaurant. Like maybe that, maybe that's, you, you found your purpose in, in that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, it's um it's interesting times, but I'm glad I'm glad that we have people, you know, pushing the boundaries like yourself. We we have we have people that are are making art that's compelling, that has something to say. It's not designed to have precision breaks and be three minutes and like get on whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's cool about what you're doing, man, is it seems like you're you're making the music that you want to make with the people that you want to make it with, you know. Um and and it and I and one thing that I heard you you mention on another interview, um, shout out, I believe it's the Unstarving Artist podcast. Um, but uh that was a great conversation you had on that one. And um one of the things that that you guys were talking about um on that one is just you you had brought up kind of the curated nature of the playlist stuff today, you know, which it is interesting because it's kind of uh it's something I've touched on on the show before about like you know, I think the barrier to entry, if you want to make music is maybe less than it was even 20 years ago, because there's so much you can do on your home on, on a computer, but, um, getting yourself out there on these playlists and stuff, you would even kind of mention it's almost become like pay to play. So it's like, yeah, you can make music from home, which is great, but you still gotta, you know, at least in your case, you're like, I've, I've gotten more connection playing live shows and even kind of like with these these major music services it's it's hard to get your name out there is am i was i kind of reading that correctly just just from that conversation and kind of that thought stream yeah i think like um people talk about this a lot and i think it's uh it's a fairly common problem like joe schmo will want to do a song and then he kind of has big expectations that like this song is going to blow up but then like it didn't blow up and it's like well you didn't put any marketing behind it or anything you just kind of like put it out and like now everyone with a macbook just thinks that they're an artist or a producer uh, and you know it's it's not the case like it does it takes it takes a long time to develop skill develop yourself as an artist as well like you can you can rap really well but if you're just kind of like rapping and you sound like just a ripoff of Eminem then I I don't really think you've like found your voice at all right so you you need to take time to develop yourself as an artist so uh yeah what are the what are some of the things that that you you feel like you've grown um just from from life of the party to now because like last year you did a a five-year remaster of that um because that was your debut EP right it was like 2017 um I mean, what are some of the things like when you look back on earlier work compared to now, man, that um, that you've you've made a conscious effort? Because I think that's that's whether you're an artist or even like an athlete, right? You're going to emulate the people that you look up to and then eventually you kind of find your footing. But are there specific things about either your vo voice, your cadence or your rhyme patterns or the experimentation with genres? Like, are, is there anything in particular that you've wanted to grow or do over the last few years as you found your voice? Yeah, I mean, I think like um, go back, going back and like listening to it, that older music, I feel it. It's almost like my my voice is just very shaky, and um, to a degree that that album is me because it's just like uh, I was allowed to just express myself fully in in that like, that album. But then um, I don't think it was like me truly as an artist i think i was still like really like trying to find my legs on like who i was gonna be so it's sort of just like this little um 
it's like a little starting point, I suppose. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of now looking back, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with my writing ability. Um, and it, it took me so long to write that that one project because I was just so self conscious about all the the lyrics that I was writing. But now I'm like, I think because I've been doing it so much now that um, I can bang something out relatively like in a in a good time. Man, I'll I'll rewrite things a bunch if I'm still not happy with it. But it, it'll take me less time um, because I think now I just know what. I want to say, and and the and the faucet has been running so much that now I'm just like, um, it's a little bit easier. So in terms of that, I'm more comfortable with my my writing and and uh, and all the lyrics, like the rhyme schemes and the the nerdy part of of the of the raps, right? Like the the verses of like, you know, I can put put this word there and then put that word in there, or what can I do different? And now that I have like a certain catalog, I'm like. I already said that. What can I do to like say that same thing, but say it in a different way, right? Like flip that around. So now I think like I'm building off of what I've what I've put out before. Yeah, and and there's definitely an art, especially to to hip hop, that I feel like, uh, you know, I've I've appreciated more over the last even ten years as I've gotten more into hip hop. Like I I I used to say like. Oh, I just like like the '90s stuff and all that, and then and then I started listening to more new hip hop, and I'm like, yo, there's some people doing some really awesome things, man. And like, um, and as I've gotten into the genre more, just as somebody who came from more metal, like the wordsmith part of it, um, is really cool, man. Like, I I've I think that the thing that I really loved about like, um, a lot of the '90s stuff was the storytelling. But there's a lot of really awesome storytellers today too, man. And uh and yeah, it's cool. <clears throat> it's cool to to see artists continue to expand and continue to work on that. But but just like the wordplay stuff is really is really dope to see. I mean, obviously Eminem, I think, is one of the best, if not, if not the best at at doing that kind of work. But um, but it man, I've I've gotten into like juice world over the last few years especially after going through a really difficult breakup like that dude got me through a lot of a lot of stuff man and like there's that one freestyle that he did uh it was like i think it was like bbc or where it was over eminem beats and he yeah. just was it was it's crazy to see that stuff man so yeah i have a lot of respect for people who who keep working on their craft like like yourself man i mean is that something do you do you try to write every day are you somebody that's like trying to flesh out ideas, whether they come from the ether or whether you sit down and actually go, I'm going to write something like how often do you kind of try to hone in on that? Or is it just one of those things that because you love it, it's just kind of always there. Like you said, the faucet's just sort of always running. Yeah, it's always running. And I'm always trying to get different ideas um, to to like be inspired. And maybe it's not always I, I'm writing um, as much. Like I'll still have like, rhyme schemes kind of going on all the time in my head um or like ideas for songs i could do this differently you know um but right now i've just been focusing on on reading a lot to kind of break up the monotony of of writing not that it's like it gets tiring but just to kind of like expose myself to a lot more new ideas so i kind of 
this year has been some like the year of where I really have been trying to to read almost like a like a book a month. That's sort of what I've been averaging, and just it helps my my brain, right? Exercise my brain, but then also learning new words, um, learning how other people express those same ideas, um, and just like developing um your creativity as well so um i think it is the reading and then just exposing myself to to more different types of music as well that is super important to me are you reading like fiction non-fiction a little bit of both i've been reading just a lot of fiction to be honest i mean i was reading Pujo a while back um uh been obviously this whole album is sort of a uh, a a sucker towards uh Franz Kafka so I was diving a lot into into Kafka and then um right now I'm reading uh One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest nice yeah I I'm kind of just like going back and just reading a lot of classics that I feel like I I just kind of missed out on that I didn't read that much as a kid in fact, I, I really almost hated reading. And so now I'm just trying to read anything I think is interesting. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest is one of my favorite movies, man. Um, I haven't read I haven't read the book, but that might be other than other than his. Per, I mean, and there's so many great movies, but um, when he was the Joker in uh the 1989 Batman. I love that performance from Jack Nicholson, but dude, one floor of the cuckoo's nest is so, I mean, obviously like the shining, like he's one of the greatest actors ever, but just, Oh my God, there's so many great lines in one floor of the cuckoo's nest. I love it when he's sitting with chief after they get in trouble and they're both just kind of sitting there chewing gum and he like gives chief some gum. And I think chief is like, thanks. And he kind of looks at him. He's like, you can talk. He's like, and they think you're deaf and dumb. He's like, oh my God, chief, you fooled them. You fooled them all. Like I just, Jack Nicholson is so great in that movie. And then at the end, man, where he helps Billy, you know, Billy has his fun and then he's speaking fine. And then nurse ratchet threatens to like, you know, call his mother and then he kills himself. And it's like, and then you just see Jack Nicholson just lose it on nurse Nurse Ratchet. Nurse Ratchet, I feel like, is an underrated movie villain. I think because that movie's not like a horror movie, right? It's just like a drama. She doesn't get she doesn't get looked at as like a villain, but she sucks, man. Nurse Ratchet was terrible, you know. But God, that movie was great. Christopher Lloyd was in that. A young Danny DeVito. Um, yeah, Danny. It's funny. So, like, reading the book and and reading uh McMurphy's lines it's like oh like it's like the unintentionally it was written for jack nicholson like that that part you, you, just you like, reading it you read it like oh like i could he's it's yeah. his yeah yeah everything like it's just the visualization it's been a while since i watched the movie so there's like all new like uh visualizations but i'm just reading when i'm reading the book and it's like you just picture young jack nicholson there when i read um and I need to read more. I, I don't read hardly. And uh, it's it's really sad. And I've been, uh, my sister gave me uh, uh, 
I always, I always forget if it's Toll or Tolle, but uh, Eckhart Tolle, like the, um, she gave me his book, The Power Now. I've been reading that, um, but uh, I haven't read, I haven't read a good fiction, fiction book in a while. But I, back when Cell, uh, I remember my mom. She's a huge Stephen King fan, and she told me about make sure you read Cell. And they made a movie of it with John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson, and the movie wasn't. I, it didn't really do the book justice in my opinion, but, um, but it was funny. Cause when I was reading that, that novel, like kind of like what you were saying about one flew over the cuckoo's nest and Jack Nicholson, like the, the main character who John Cusack ended up playing in the movie. I, I felt like that was his voice in the book. And I don't know if that's just cause I had seen him in 1408 too. And maybe there was some like, you know, beams going on there, but cell was a, that was a great read. That was uh, I've I've read a I've only read a couple of Stephen King books, but Cell was really I feel like kind of underrated. Have you have you ever read that one? No, I haven't. I've seen it around. I haven't I haven't read it. Uh, again, yeah, I haven't read too much Stephen King, but I mean, I I just devoured Cujo. Like I was just I think it's the fastest I think I've ever read a read a book. Like I just flew through that book, and then um, the trial was was really great too. When you were speaking of like. But Nurse Ratchet is like a low key, like just like top tier villain, or, or like could be like, yeah, you know, it's not a horror movie, but it, it like could be in a way. Uh, the trial is like not, not like a horror novel, but it, the way it's almost like spaced out, it feels like it could be a very, very dark, uh, horror movie. So, yeah, I'll have to check it out, man. Well, dude, before we wrap it up, and it's always great talking, man. Thanks again so much for for taking the time to do this. Um, since since we're just kind of on this, as far as you know, creative juices flowing and getting inspiration, um, can you give me like me and the listeners, like any anybody that, uh, unless you don't want to give any free plugs, but uh, you mentioned listening to different kinds of music. Like, what's been what's been something that. Uh, that you've enjoyed lately that you want to throw out there for people, whether it's music, books, movies, you know, things that have inspired you that, uh, that have helped you creatively or, or, or inspired you creatively. Um, for me, um, that new slow tie record has been really great. I listen to that a lot. Um, he's someone that I kind of, that I look up to, um, musically i think he I, I appreciate what he's doing it's just been so different and uh the the music industry needs him and then uh paris texas just dropped a, a dope record actually it's they got like sort of like shoegazy rap rock kind of it's not like overly lyrical but it's just it's cool with like the sound that they've developed and i i like that a lot um i've been listening to a lot of uk stuff Stormzy's been on repeat. Uh, Skepta, Ocean Wisdom, as well. Those are just some of the ones that have been like really jogging my brain. Again, yeah, I like to something. I'll fall into habits of of listening to the same stuff, but then um, once I get into this, like I find this new avenue of like just exploring UK hip hop uh, and UK music. Then um, it it brings out all these other ideas and, and helps boost my, my creative, my creative juices. Yeah, man. And I, and I know, uh, you've got fans over there too. Uh, I know you mentioned, uh, 
was it Ireland, Dublin? You've got you've got fans like like over in Dublin. Like, is that is that wild to like when you look at stats or whatever and you see where people are listening from? Does ever ever trip you out? It does. Yeah, I mean, the UK and Ireland. I just learned this that Ireland apparently is not part of the UK <laughs> from my from my Ireland homies. I didn't know that. That's how much I know. Um, but yeah, Ireland been the, the those guys have been like super supportive and uh would love to do a show there there's a, a buddy of mine uh see high he's in a band called idle discourse and they do a bunch of like dublin and stuff so like shout out see high um yeah it it still is trippy to just be like why the fuck do people actually just like listen to my music that's that blows me away well you're reaching people man you're connecting and that's what's one of the good that we've been talking about all the, the all the crappy stuff in the world but i mean that's Social media has been great uh, for this podcast and connecting me with with, you know, other creators like yourself, you know, people who are trying to express themselves and connect with the world in a, in a positive way. So it isn't all bad. Don't don't tell my dad that, though, like he's he's in his late 60s and he thinks social media is just everything is just he's not like like Bobby Boucher's mom. Everything is the devil to you, mama. But like he. I'm like, dad, there's actually a lot of good people on social media. It just depends on what you use it for. You got to like hijack that algorithm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't engage with the negative content. I just, I just check out the people that I, that I like to, you know, that I like to check out and, and I like that stuff and engage with that stuff and try to share it. And, you know, um, you know, yeah. So I don't see all the negative, crazy, awful stuff. Cause I just don't engage with it. It's very nice. I've, I have a very curated instagram algorithm by design nice <laughs> connected yeah, we, to good yeah. people <laughs> yeah we, we we've tried to weed out the people that's just like it goes back to the thing of like now this is like you decide to to level up or not and and that's part of it man like yo if there's this thing that i have where if i see this person online and everything they post it's just like it it sucks you and it like drains you and it makes you feel like depressed and and like sad and you're like man that's like the person's gotta go like so I'll, like mute muted or like you know a couple of times it's just like all right like you're gone right you just you can't tolerate that you got to put yourself in a good headspace yeah yeah man it's true it's true it's like and 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 i think one thing i'm learning too man and i don't know if you can relate to this but um like Sometimes I feel like today there's, I almost have too much input. I'm looking at screens at work. I'm looking at my phone. You know what I mean? And, and like, it's good to connect with people and it's cool. Like one thing that's cool about modern technology is we can do stuff like this, but it's also like, like there's something about like, like silence too. I feel like that we all need. And it's, it's scary how like, like I have so much input all the time and I love music and I love movies and I love all that stuff. But I'm like, it's it almost when you have too much input, you don't know how to sit still. You know what I mean? And like, so I've been trying to get like outside more, take walks, be in nature. Maybe that sounds like cheesy to people because I do. I do like the outdoors. I mean, I'm not like bare chested climbing rocks with my bare hands and stuff. You know what I mean? I'm just like out outside taking walks and stuff like Tennessee is a pretty state. But um, but can you relate to that, man? Like, where you're just like, dude, I gotta like, I gotta like, shut it off. I gotta like, you know, like you said, read a book. I gotta get away from the blue light and the screens. Yeah, I'll, for me, what really helps is uh, is just going for a run and just uh, 
or, or like exercising, but I feel like a run, especially just because the phone, the phone I have for music, but I'm I'm not really on my phone. I'm not using my phone, uh, and it's, I'm just able to focus on running. So I have like one task, and that is to get through this run. And sometimes it is so unbearable, and then that's that's the only thing that you can think about. But there's other times when I'm just going for a run, and then I'm just I. I actually get a, a chance of uh, like hits of clarity where I'm like, oh, like I need to do this. I should market the song this way. I should do something like that with the video. That song kind of hit. And like all these ideas start flowing once I've put down the phone and just gotten outside and like started getting active. So yeah, getting outside it just it helps tremendously. Yeah, yeah. I know, man. I feel like, and, and and that's true too, man. I feel like that's where a lot of ideas come from is when you disconnect from, from everything and you just kind of just free your brain from all of that other, all of the other noise and just kind of, kind of zone out, you know, like that's, that's one thing I need to do more is meditate. I have this app called Headspace free plug. If anybody from Headspace is listening, you can definitely sponsor the podcast if you like, but, um, but yeah, like I listen to like the, uh, the sleep music and, um, and I, and I've done some of the meditations and stuff, but, but you hear people talk about like the clarity they get from meditating and it's just like carving out the time to do that. Cause I exercise too. That helps me with my hamster and a wheel brain. Um, you know, I, I, I like, like to do that, um, and get outside as well. But, uh, like I used to do yoga more and that's almost meditative because it's like, I'm not super flexible at all. So it's like. It's like downward dog, lift your leg, lift your arm. And it's just like your whole body shaking as you're trying to like maintain balance. But, but then when you're done, you just feel really good. Cause you're like, oh, I just like push through that. And it's kind of almost like, like a silent hell in some ways, because you're like, oh my God, holding this position really hurts. And it's just sort of like that mental thing that you push through. But, but yeah, it's good to, it's good to like get away from all the input, man. Like I love connecting with people, but, um, there's only so much you can do too. Um, like I always, I always, and that's the thing about, about doing this, whether you're doing a podcast or like you're a musician, like yourself uh, or like melodica, like it's like, you almost have to like 360 stuff. Now there's like clips and like, I, I got a new computer and I needed one, but then it's like, Oh man, I need to be doing video stuff. I need to be doing like more short video stuff. But then you're like, am I posting too much? Am I not posting enough? Like, it's like back in the day, if it was like 1985, like as an artist, you really just had to worry about being an artist. You didn't have to do all this other stuff. And now everybody has to be like their own LLC, you know, literally and figuratively. No, for real, man. Like it is like it is what you said. Like you got to kind of know when when like enough enough, you know, a certain degree, like you can't do everything. And um, you just got to put down the phone. If it's like, if you've been, so for me on like my, my days off and stuff or like on release day, it's like, there's just like such heavy days where I'm on, I'm on the computer, I'll, I'll like make a video on the computer, then transfer it over to my phone, then like cut it up a little bit more on my phone, like do some more edits on my phone. And then like, so I'm doing stuff on my phone and then I'm doing things on my computer and then I'm bouncing between and then I'm talking to people and I'm setting this up. And then as soon as you know, it's like almost at 10 PM really just put down the phone after after like 10 p.m of just doing all of that stuff like 
all of what you have to do can can also wait you know um yeah it's about just being smart with your time and 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 yeah like music to me is is just so important and, and building my brand and everything but at the end of the day there are also certain things that um i mean i'm i'm a pretty big hypocrite saying this just because melodica tells me all the time just put down the fucking phone like we'll be watching a movie and i was just like oh maybe i should like make a clip real quick like let me let me make a clip real quick and i caught myself doing that last night too like why why like, there's no need just, you can't do everything just leave it leave it for tomorrow it's true it's true well before we officially wrap it up man uh Again, everybody go check out the, the as of hearing this, uh, uh, who knows, maybe they'll, they might be a new one out as, as they're hearing this, because this will be either late August, early September when this hits everybody's ears. But uh, definitely check out the three singles that have been out so far and everybody keep your eye out for I Had a Dream I Can Have Eyes. Um, with the, uh, oh, that's right. Well, you've got It's Okay, I'll Be All Right, the instrumental, yeah. right? And and then this the new ish sped up so really it could be what like five I mean, technically yeah that's true I forgot about the the sped up version people were asking for that one so I probably did it but yeah but there, I decided to do the the double feature of die tonight and then uh, it's okay I'll be all right it isn't it's okay I'll be all right isn't it um, in the beginning of when you're coming out of the dumpster hey, for on your hand you, you got it yeah that's a dig right there good job yeah thanks man. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. pay attention, dude. I pay attention, man. I'm not a rookie out here. No, no. no. I I like the I like the instrumental too, man. It was uh it's such a it's a cool, completely different chill vibe compared to the the singles. It's it's cool. It's almost like uh I can see it being if I'm foreshadowing and maybe I'll be completely wrong on this, but I can see it being like a cool, almost like interlude at some point in the record. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm forecasting something that's not going to happen but i can i can see it going from like that being like a good segue into another track and or a calmer outro after a heavier track am i wrong on that no you're not wrong man you're putting together the the puzzle really <laughs> really well yeah that was that was the whole point of that was like the album is pretty heavy and it's like yeah you just gotta kind of calm down every once in a while going back to that you know, take some time, just just chill out after after all of that anger. Yeah, that's 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 what's up. Well, and shout out Cross Stitch, Jaybird, Roma Johnson. So far, um, I I I know that there's going to be other collabs coming up on this, and and other people that you're working with. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited to hear hear the whole thing. So as this is going to hit people's ears, and again, I don't want to like spill the tea or anything or like you know l let the cat out the bag so to speak uh, on, on anything that that you still want to keep under wraps but um being that this will be late august early september when everybody's listening to this is there going to be another new one out by then i'm playing that by ear i got a couple loaded right now um as people may may or may not know but like melodica and i got something in the bank so um and we're going to debut that at the the show in Toronto. So, oh, nice, nice. I don't think I knew that. I think I I think I saw the. Uh, there's been some teaser clips for a, a music video for her that I've seen. 
is this that or something different? No, her music video for Party Like 2009 is completely different. Although it goes like that's like honestly, that music video is just better than all of all of my music combined. <laughs> it's just it's so fucking good. So uh, yeah, we're super excited to release that. Yeah, I'm excited for both of y'all, man. And I'm glad that you guys are doing well. Um, and yeah, dude, it's 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 great to catch up. Uh, real quick, you mentioned podcasts. Obviously, I'm I'm doing this show. Um, you and I, before we officially hit record, we have a shared love, and and because we follow each other, and 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 thank you, by the way, too, man. When you um when you comment and like my stuff, and and uh, and I try to do the same for you and other people too, man. Because I've heard you say it in other interviews, and I really try to live that, where it's like you know. I, I want everybody to shine. So it's like anytime somebody takes the time to do this show, I really appreciate it. Even beyond that, like I, I respect what you're doing as a creator, man. So genuinely, man, thank you for the love you show on my stuff. And I try to show the same love for for you and Melodica and all the other people I have on the show, man. Um, and again, that goes back to the thing where I'm like, I always feel like I need to do more. Like I got to share more in my stories. I got to like, you know what I mean? But uh, But I genuinely appreciate that, man. But I know we have a shared love for uh, your mom's house and our guy, Tom Segura. So yes. um, I've been I've been a mommy for a minute, man. I, I want to say a good probably like five, six years now, because um, there's a clip from their podcast where uh, there's a dude singing Staying Alive. I think, you know, the clip that I'm probably referencing. Yeah, man, man, man uses lung as an instrument. Yes. And that's like five years old. And I was so I I, I think I've been listening to them. Yeah. Since like 20 2018 2017 somewhere in there but um but yeah man i love that uh come down later for moose soup is probably one of my fa- i mean i text my brother that like every couple of weeks we laugh our butts off at that the clips they find are incredible the team that they have where they just find like epic weirdos is i love it it's hilarious yeah no you're not wrong like and what's actually really cool about that show though is that like um there's there's a couple of people that have like followed me just from my shenanigans of that like i'll post anytime like i'll I'll comment when garth brooks makes a post so like and usually i'm like good morning kings and queens above 18 the, the, like king oh, yeah. like like that and there's been like a couple of people who'd be like yo i saw your comment i went onto your youtube and i did not expect this, like this type of music like good job um Shout out! I think her name, uh, Jade from from Texas. That's that's how we got connected. Uh, and she's just, she's a mommy as well. And yeah, uh, the the community that they have is is really cool. And then when you're like actually able to like bond over that, you're like, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, I think I when I scrolled and looked at some comments on one of your music videos, I think I I think I saw that. Yeah, where it was like somebody was like, I don't know if it was her, but. Somebody was like, man, I saw you comment on YMH and I went down like a, a, a rabbit hole and I found your music. That's cool, man. That's cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's um, really cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool how people can connect like that, man. But uh, yeah, there's there's a lot there. There's is in my regular rotation. I love I love YMH. Uh, I do love I do love JRE, too. Uh, I love Bill Simmons, the, the sports guy out of Boston. I love his stuff. Um, but I also love like whiskey ginger. I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. Uh, uh, you mentioned, you know, Mark Norman, the Samurai. I love their show. We might be drunk, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's a good listen. Like, 
I love all those, man. Are there are there any ones that are in like your regular rotation beyond like YMH? Yeah, you you had mentioned that like the bulk of them, uh, and uh, so I just want to put this out because my fans, it, it's been a running joke um, since like I dropped this the new shit um, to try and get Gwen Stefani to hollow back because I mentioned like she gonna be my Gwen Stefani, she gonna hollow back, and then I I when we were dropping the song, it's been like this steady thing like. Guys, like she, she still has an answer. Go tag Gwen Stefani. Tell her that she needs to holler back. You know all this type of stuff. And uh, so, my uh, my my KO crew have have been like, you know, steady on that. And um, what's funny is the the podcast that I listen to. So like, you know, um, I tweeted at Tom Segura not long ago because I listened to uh, Two Bears and they were talking about cow tipping. And as someone that's from the country, I I am. I can honestly say cow tipping is not real. And so I just was like, hey, Tom Segura, <laughs> cow tipping isn't real. And then he like retweeted it and was like, yes, it is. Uh, so and then um, I shared the clip of the Lewis Black clip from We Might Be Drunk um, to promote my music. And then Mark Norman put it in his story. So I've got more love from comedians than Gwen Stefani. I just wanna just wanna put that out there that I'm I'm pretty pretty angry at at, at Gwen Stefani and I might drop a rap beef. I've seen I've seen some of the the Gwen tag stuff, man. Um, well, who knows, man? Maybe now that we're putting it out in the universe, you'll you'll hear from her. But yeah. dude, this has been uh, it's been awesome catching up with you. I could probably talk to you for another hour, but I know you Thanks. just had the stuff done, and I don't want to keep you because it's after ten o'clock. Toronto time, but uh, it's always great catching up with you, man. Um, I'm I'm glad that we got a chance to connect, and I think it's cool that you're just making the music that you love to make, man, and that that you've got your your audience that's that's riding with you, and you've got the your mom's house people, you know, coming in on the stuff too. That's really cool, man. But uh, it's always great catching up. You're welcome back anytime. And for people who aren't aware, I'll, I'll obviously put up the links in the podcast description, but let them know where they can find you, man. Yeah, I'm I'm crossed out music. You just uh, type in crossed out K R O S S T O U T, um, crossedoutmusic.com on Spotify. Go stream my new stuff. Pay attention because the 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 full album is coming soon. Sweet. Well, go enjoy the rest of your night, dude. Thank you so much. Always good chatting with you, man. Yeah, you too. All right, man. Peace. Have a good one. <laughs> Righty dighty, there you have it. That was my conversation with Canadian alternative artist Crossed Out. Make sure you go follow my guy on Instagram at Crossed Out Music, and that is spelled K R O S S T. His website is crossedoutmusic.com. The links with all of his stuff will be in the podcast description for this episode. So just scroll down to the bottom of the podcast description, hit those links, and go follow and support my dude Crossed Out. You will not be disappointed, especially if you are into hip-hop, if you are into punk, if you are into alternative. Excuse me. This dude mixes all of it in his music, and I'm really excited for what he's got on the horizon. Keep an eye out for his forthcoming LP, I Had a Dream, I Didn't Have Eyes. Check out all the new music he has released this year. This, the new-ish, Blood on Your Hands, 
Die Tonight, the instrumental It's Okay, I'll Be Alright is great. The music videos are great. And if you are in Toronto, he's got a show this Thursday, September 14th at the Piston in Toronto. So once again, all those links will be in the podcast description for this episode. I just want to say once again to Aaron, aka Crossed Out, dude, thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. I greatly appreciate the time. It was great to reconnect. That was the first time we had a conversation like that in, in almost two years, man. It was it was two years too long, but uh, you've always shown me love on IG, and uh, I try to show you a melodica love as well because it's a mutual respect thing for what you guys are doing as as fellow content creators out here and people chasing after their dreams and trying to be good to people in the world, man. And um, I have a lot of respect for what you're doing and, and for, you know, putting out art that means something to you and not being afraid to, to say what's on your mind and, 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 you know, challenge the status quo. So, you know, keep doing your thing, man, keep doing it as long as you love to do it. And I can't wait to hear the full thing. And I know your fans feel the same way. And uh, to everybody listening, thank you so much as well. And one thing that I did just want to, you know, reiterate or clarify, even if you will, since Aaron and I did talk about the pandemic and stuff, once again, you know, my stance on all of that, especially as somebody who works in healthcare during the day, if I had to go back and do it over again, and this is just me talking here, I'm not trying to be prescriptive to any of you or your bodies or your health and whatever you want to do, it's your choice. I'm not trying to influence you either way. I'm merely trying to tell you my stance on it. Um, you know, looking back on COVID, there's definitely some things, uh, that I didn't like, but if I had to do it over again, uh, I still would have gotten the vaccine. Um, you know, as somebody who's had five surgeries in his lifetime, I've had three eye surgeries. I had major surgery for a tumor when I was a senior in high school, which is crazy. Cause it's like half my life ago. Now it'll, it'll be 16 years in, in March, uh, that that happened. I digress, but I still much rather would have gotten vaccinated than not have gotten vaccinated and, 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 you know, deal with what comes, you know, from that, you know what I mean? Uh, and again, to each their own, uh, people, ha you know, you know, it's your body and you, you have the right to do with it what you want to. Uh, but for me and my safety and, and what I felt was best at the time and even now, I still would have gotten the vaccine, and I, if I had to do it all over again, I, I, I would get it again uh, because I didn't want to take that chance as somebody who was immunocompromised, as somebody who's really susceptible to sinus infections. I'm, I mean, you know, I'm doing a podcast right now with a you know late night radio jazz voice because I was sick this last week because I got a sinus infection. Um, so you know, the proof is in the pudding for me. You know, um, so being that it's something that attacks your respiratory system and your sinuses and everything like that, like uh, there was no way I was going to take that risk and not, not get vaccinated. And, and even just from being in healthcare and seeing some of the data that we saw in our hospitals and whatnot, like I, I just felt like even though I'm somebody who tries to take good care of himself and tries to eat well, uh, if I had to do it over again, I still, still would have got vaccinated. So that was a choice I made for myself and your body. Yours is exactly that. It's your choice. It's your business. But I just wanted to clarify that, you know, uh, again, you know, uh, when I when I look back on everything that happened, um, the whole thing became very politicized. And at the end of the day, it, it shouldn't have been, you know, it was a global pandemic. A lot of people died um, and there were better ways to handle it. And um, unfortunately, I think we saw a lot of divisiveness and, and a lot of misinformation. And I think that clouded a lot of people's judgment. And um, 
you know, and, and lives were affected. The music industry was affected. The entertainment was industry was affected and not even the entertainment industry. I mean, small businesses, people losing their jobs, uh, you know, people losing their lives, man, the ultimate price. So, um, I think things could have been done better. Um, hopefully there's not a next time, but, uh, I do hope that the powers that be, uh, both good and bad learn from this and, and, and do better for all of us going forward as human citizens, man, because at the end of the day, I just want people to love each other and be happy and, and be left alone, man. You know, um, as long as you're not hurting any other living creatures out there, man, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you look like, uh, how you roll, just, just be good to each other. You know what I mean? Be kind make each other laugh, pursue what makes you happy, work hard, and the rest is the rest. That's that's how I try to live my life. Um, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I'm not the smartest guy. I'm not the strongest guy. Um, I'm not the wealthiest guy in the world. But, um, you know, I, I was raised to treat people the right way. And that's how I try to move through the world. So anyway, I ranted a lot in the beginning. Um, but I did have a lot to say because it, it was an emotionally heavy couple of weeks. So I'm not going to rant as much here at the end other than to say um, thank you all for listening. I genuinely appreciate it. I love bringing you guys these episodes. And, uh, you know, there was no way I was not going to put this one out, even though it's a week later than I would have liked to. But it still kind of worked out because it's it's right in sync with the show that's coming up this Thursday. Once again, 914 in Toronto at the Piston. Go see Crossed Out. Crossed Out Music dot com at crossed out on instagram you know what it is go check them out and uh, if you would be so kind even though i hate begging for these things if you take the time to like and subscribe to share the episode tell a friend to tell a friend all those things go a long way in helping these shows get out to more people and that's what i want not because i'm trying to be rich and famous and walk red carpets and drive maseratis and you know have a butler all right even though i love batman uh, I digress, but because uh, I just want to connect with people in a positive way and I want to put more people on to independent creators out there like Crossout, who is chasing his dreams, you know, doing what he loves to do uh, along with his girlfriend, Melodica, and, uh, you know, just want to put people on to good people who have something to say, man. So if you would be so kind, take the time to to do those things. It really helps. And once again, you can follow me at March 4th Pod on Instagram. On YouTube at March 4th Pod. My website is March4thPod.com. And uh, all of that is in the podcast description as well. So I'm going to wrap it up officially because I'm getting a little sleepy. And uh, I'm going to probably take a couple of ibuprofen. Um, I didn't after the intro. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, man, you know, just be good to each other out there. I say it at the end of every episode keep the faith and be kind to one another. Graham, Gramp, I love you. I miss you. Thank you for all the years and all the memories. Uh, I will always hold you near and dear. And I know you're listening as well. Uh, and to all of you, I hope you have a great week, man. Courtesy of Crossed Out, here is his single featuring Sideshow. This one's called Die Tonight. Peace. Yeah. Fuck around and die. Fuck around and die with me. Like it's suicide. Fuck this man. You gotta ask him what you got. You alive.
night at night, no chance of regret Drinking cyanide, presence is so big Leave you petrified, I'm looking forward to the end Already dead, and son, yes It's where the peace resides, I'm mowing you down Shrink up your insides, no place I can't find You know where to hide, I'ma run you out But the gas ignite, inciting and trident with phrases No Superman coming to save us Your past fall on death, your name Jesus I'm the lake who's in Because they're wearing a tie.